the solution to every problem in the world in a nutshell is personal holiness. That's, I think, what St. Jose Maria Escriva was getting at. Hi, I'm Colin, and welcome to The Tightrope, the podcast where we look for balance and clarity in the midst of the world that we live in. I doubt that any short podcast will give you balance and clarity to last forever and ever. The simple hope is that each week we can help you to take a step forward. Several of you asked for it, and Amy has agreed to be back for a part two of our interview. Last week, we talked about social media. We talked about saints, my insufferable podcast voice. And this week, Amy is offering up the suffering of (laughs) sitting next to me as I speak in my insufferable podcast voice for the souls in purgatory and for the good of the world. So this episode is, is doing great things for many souls. Um, I wanted to start off by asking Amy just a simple question to kind of get the ball rolling. Um, I, I know the answer to this, but I want to hear her talk about it. What are the last few things that you have posted about on social media and what are your thoughts surrounding those? The last thing I posted before I went to bed last night was I saw a commercial, I think for a truck or something that was supposed to be about resilience or I don't know, had like that inspirational piano, slow, tender music but they had random Hurricane Katrina footage in it. And if you don't know, we're survivors of Hurricane Katrina. So um, I was a little blindsided and triggered, if I could borrow a word. And it made me sad. But so I had to post about that. Just a crying emoji face, just so that the whole world would know how upset I was about that commercial. But I mean, I'm kind of just joking. So today is the feast day of St. Jose Maria Escriva. So today I posted about him. So if you could tell listeners who is St. Jose Maria Escriva and um, what practically can we learn from him? St. Jose Maria Escriva is a relatively contemporary saint. So whatever I'm going to say, I would encourage people to just Google him and read his own works for themselves. They're readily available. It's not the kind of thing where, you know, you have to Google St. Dymphna quotes and go back in time and, you know, wonder like, what did St. Dymphna really say that? Did she say a stitch in time saves nine? Is that St. Dymphna? I think St. Dymphna was the one who said that fish and visitors smell in three days or something like that. Yeah. Or Ben Franklin. I don't know. Um, I get them confused all the time. But St. Jose Maria Escriva is contemporary. So we can go to his own writings. They're pretty available. There's many websites that collect them. Um, He's the founder of Opus Dei. And the thing I most like about him, besides his glasses, which were awesome, look up a picture of him. He's got those cool like 1960s glasses. But I really would, if I had a chance to go to him, would love to ask him for spiritual direction because he seems to have a good blend of being very practical and pragmatic, but also not being too coddling and not ignoring like the very real potential for holiness and for vice that exists like in the little things of everyday life. Awesome. I'm looking at pictures of his glasses and they are actually notably awesome. Okay. So what would be kind of a hallmark of his spirituality? If there was a takeaway for listeners that they could incorporate into their daily lives, what would it be? I'm not an expert on St. Jose Maria Escriva, just to be clear. (laughs) But I play one on a podcast. (laughs) So would I gravitate towards him? I, I really can't speak exhaustively to like all the things that he did and all of his apostolates. There were many, but the thing that jumps out to me in his writings is his emphasis on what he calls the heroic moment, 
And he said something to the effect of, if you can conquer yourself in the moment, like that's a, that's a great victory. And what he meant by that was in our pursuit of holiness, sometimes we sort of overlook the importance of the, the little things in life, not just for helping us become more holy, but also for how they, you know, can push us in the other direction, you know, like how um, little things have a great power to move us. So could you give us an example? What would a heroic moment look like? When we first got married, I don't even know if you know this. <laughs> when we first got married, we I used to get up before you and make coffee because I'm organized and I was ready for my day. And we had this one mug that was like a perfect coffee mug. I don't know if you remember this, but I don't even know where we got it. Somebody must have given it to us. We had one, not two. It was the perfect coffee mug. It wasn't too big, you know, so your coffee gets cold before you finish. It wasn't too small, so you have to keep getting up. Like the handle was really comfortable. But anyway, I remember I would get up and I'd make coffee and then I would open the cabinet to get a mug and I would have this choice, you know, am I going to take the perfect mug or am I going to take an imperfect for coffee mug? And the little St. Jose Maria Escriva on my shoulder would say, leave, you know, save the perfect mug for your husband and then whoever the opposite of that is on the other shoulder would be like, no, if he wanted the perfect mug, he should have got up and made the coffee. I already made the coffee. Isn't that enough? So it's a heroic moment for me to choose to deny myself in that tiny, tiniest of ways. Right. And it's really not at all overemphasizing to say that those are the things that actually form us into saints, starting with those things. I think that's a timeless message, but I guess we could say um, in the in the nineteenth, late nineteenth, early twentieth century to now, really the the great spiritual masters emphasize that point. Um, I guess I, I'm I'm thinking where we are now, where some people are, you know, who didn't used to work from home or working from home are maybe cut off from the things that they formerly did as, as acts of service and are looking for other ways. So, so it's okay. The heroic moment is, is finding little things. Is there a saint um, who has a similar message to whom you would compare him? I'm totally baiting you. I know what you're going to say. Is there a saint who has a message about doing little things in our everyday life? My, my, whoever could you be thinking of? Could you think of a French saint who's maybe the most popular saint of modern time? <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you a modern saint who had the same message. She's not St. Therese of Lisieux, which I know is the one that you were trying to get me to say. Um, St. Teresa of Calcutta had the same message. And it might seem counterintuitive at first because we know Mother Teresa actually did, in fact, accomplish this grand scale of humanitarian work that most of us will never achieve. Um, in fact, <laughs> kind of jokingly, I always, you know, tell my classes, what would we do without Mother Teresa as like the end of the the scale? She's the scale, right? For how we measure things in a lot of times. You know, I'm no Mother Teresa. What do you expect? But Mother Teresa actually never set out to do anything grand. She set out to love the person in front of her in the smallest way that she could love them. And so it might sound counterintuitive to say that the message of doing the tiny and ordinary things, doing the heroic moments in our everyday life goes with Mother Teresa, but it does. That's how she walked through her life. It wasn't, you know, I'm going to 
set a goal to save X thousand, hundred thousand of people from such and such misery. I'm going to love this person in front of me. What can I do for them? And I guess, of, of course, we would never discourage traditional fast, you know, fasting on a Friday from, from meat or just whatever kind of fast. But I guess there's a, a different kind of, of self-presence um, tied to those spiritualities like St. Jose Maria Scriva or St. Teresa of Calcutta or St. Therese, where we're, we're constantly aware of the thing we can do in the moment. Um, and I, I don't know, I guess, uh, as we sat down to talk, I, I think this is, I think this is the, the message in it for our family. Um, but, f- but for everybody this week, um, and of course we could, we could use the St. Teresa of Calcutta quote, um, it, which I don't know, is it an actual quote? Did she say like, um, we cannot do great things, only small things with great love. Yes. Mother Teresa's quotes, you have to be careful with those because a lot of the ones that you find on the internet are cleaned up and edited. Like the heart of what she was trying to get to is still correct. But she wasn't a speaker who was really speaking to be quoted and she wasn't a writer. So a lot of her direct quotes are a little more meandering than that. But that is a theme that she talked about quite often. And she definitely talked over and over again about the importance of if you want to change the world, if you want peace in the world, if you want justice in the world, then you start by loving your family. That was something she spoke about all the time. Okay. So kind of tying into our discussion last week and the world is a very kind of angry, polarized place. A lot of the ways that people are engaging happen to be, um, online. And so, I mean, I'm going to guess that our listeners are somewhat social media engaged because they found a podcast. Can that spirituality from St. Jose Maria Scriva of doing small things with great love, is that, how, how does that work online? Eek. <laughs> um, how does it work online? Small things with great love. Well, I think perhaps a very small place to start in our online lives is to give people the benefit of the doubt. That is something that is a choice that we can make internally. That is a very small thing. Um, It is a heroic moment to read something that might at first upset you or rub you the wrong way. And that happens to me all the time. I mean, constantly, I'm sure it happens to everyone, right? Like you're scrolling through and kind of like, what the heck, what does that mean? And instead of like reverting to that default of being defensive, maybe a heroic moment is to overcome our own defensiveness and to instead give people the benefit of the doubt. And St. Jose Maria Escriva, actually the thing I I posted from him today was not about social media, of course, because I don't think it existed in his lifetime. But he did say something to the effect of not assigning to people, you know, watertight compartments, I think it was, not pigeonholing them, um, not putting tags on them as though they were merchandise (laughs) or dried up insects. So that kind of, you know, generosity is the word he used to describe that, assigning to other people the benefit of the doubt. That's a form of generosity. That's the virtue of generosity. And that's a very small thing that all of us can probably start with, right? Because it's it's not even anything that anyone else would ever know. It's internal. So to make sure I'm understanding, we're thinking about the same thing. Basically, it's it's humanizing the person in front of you and not saying, all right, this person is 
whatever ideological, you know, put them in a in a box. It's not um, like immediately seeing enmity. It's it's humanizing. That it sounds kind of like what he's getting at. A Christian has to be ready to share his life with everyone at all times to sacrifice his own desires willingly for the sake of others without separating people into watertight compartments, without pigeonholing them or putting tags on them as though they were merchandise or dried up insects. If only we lived like this, if only we knew how to saturate our behavior with the good seed of generosity, with desire for understanding and peace. Yeah. That sounds pretty good. You you made that up? <laughs> I wrote that for St. Jose Maria Escriva. I time, time traveled and gave that to him. And then he wrote it again. And then I posted it on Facebook. It's this super meta like thing. Bill and Ted's <laughs> excellent. No, that was, that was part of the, the excerpt that I posted today from him. It's good advice. That's awesome. Yeah, I guess in in answer to my own question, another thing I've been thinking about is just um, like how disarming it is to to affirm somebody who's trying to have a, a fight with you. You know that I've I've noticed you on Facebook sometimes um, when somebody is in in a disagreement, just just finding some way to humanize them and finding some way to say something like particularly positive, or even when somebody is wrong about something. Um, they may be wrong because they have some impulse toward toward justice or toward mercy toward the other. And um, I guess I, I've I've caught you doing that a couple times, and I've noticed that sometimes it diffuses the the conversation into a positive way. Um, I don't know. I guess I just have been thinking about how how to change the conversation from from all this like enmity and angriness to uh, to real conversation. It seems like that quote has something to do with it. And not just in social media, but obviously the bigger point of St. Jose Maria Escriva's spirituality is how we're treating our family and our home. So we could we could bring it back to that too. Any other things that you would say about that spirituality of um, the heroic moment, of doing small things with great love, the little way have you, um, as we kind of round out our discussion? I think there's a lot of particular ways that this truth plays out in our lives because we are all unique and unrepeatable individuals with unique and unrepeatable circumstances. But there's one thing that kind of applies to all of us, and that's the solution to every problem in the world in a nutshell is holiness, is personal holiness. So that's, I think, what St. Jose Maria Scriva was getting at with his spiritual directees. That's what all the saints reveal to us. So if we want to respond to the craziness of 2020, are you saying we should just all become holy? I'm saying we should ask God to give us the grace to become holy and try every day to overcome all the things that stand in the way. Sounds like a plan. Okay, well, we're going to round out this conversation. Again, if you have have liked this, Amy has, I don't know how many souls are out of purgatory because she's listening to my podcast voice and um, offering herself here on the podcast and her wisdom for us. St. Jose Maria Escriva's thoughts. Um, if you have any comments, we would love for you to comment. We were certainly, uh, I, I was noting um, just the things that people said about last week. So you have thoughts, you have comments, please do share. We would love for this podcast to become more of a community experience and we're happy to talk about what you're curious about. So um, to kind of sum up this week, 
live the heroic moment, find those opportunities to to make the small sacrifice of love for the other, that small act of self-denial in that moment of self-presence that can start to change the world and set you on a path toward holiness. And I really like what Amy said. So we should all become saints and become holy. We should ask God for the grace to do that. So let's root ourselves more deeply in prayer, follow the example of the saints, and let it translate into every area of our lives. Any final thoughts? And there you have it, folks. She is she is now silent. She has spoken, like in The Mandalorian. All right, for Ascension, I'm Colin McIver. I'm Amy McIver. And we are reminding you to take a step forward. On your tightrope. Great. Have an awesome week, everybody. <laughs>